forever let the color of your skin where you come from the environment you grew up in uh-huh. stop you from chasing your dreams baby let's get it my hand to please don't segregate you dress in a suit i can't relate my order report can't ignore being rich or poor and your credit score my hand to please don't segregate you dress in a suit i can't relate my order report can't ignore Bro, <laughs> take two. We, we literally just had the perfect intro. See, the fame's getting into you, bro. You oh don't even want to do the background stuff now. We, uh, but anyway, we're doing it, babe. We got a little screen now. That's what messed me up. I got, I got a monitor so we can watch and make sure that we're recording right. And I forgot to hit watching, record. Watching ourselves on there then. Yeah. And now, like I said, bro, you were talking about being moguls now. I'm, I'm going to have yeah. to take you to rehab or something, bro. And nah, think this, this fame thing is getting to you. <laughs> but how was your week man that was good man like i was telling you um you know i kind of stepped away from working actively on the flip that i have right now so i took this week to work on <laughs> <You're> more still... <sighs> mindset <laughs> stuff yeah just kind of just trying to uh get some goals sorted out and um reaching out to uh like a business coach yeah yeah um and i kind of want to get some some budget yeah or some money in my budget to, yeah, yeah. to start, kind of start working on no, some i love it some stuff. more of that mindset and like we've talked about it i think looking at my like a mastermind group and stuff so yeah i'm, I'm excited for that I'd, I know I need that, and I was telling you too. I I've been busy with my construction company. <laughs> that that definitely keeps me busy, which is good. And my guys love it, so they're they're going at it. But we we're just talking about my song too. Yeah. Uh, the the birthday song, man. That that song made it to a German playlist in Spotify uh, or on Spotify. This was a few weeks ago when we talked about it, and then now it made it to another playlist. Uh, and I'm pretty sure this one's here in the U.S. and uh, yeah, it has some good names. Like I said, Justin Beaver, Fat Joe, and there's little Billy the Kid from Lincoln, Nebraska <laughs> on there. So, it, and I was telling you, it, it's funny because that song, I had the beat just sit in there for years. It was probably since 2012 or something. Like oh, that wow. beat was, has just been sitting there. And one day I was just like, man, I'm going to make like a funny blah, 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 whatever song. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, actually, this sounds pretty good. You know, I did the hook and then here we are. That, that song's actually, so it's a great song. If you're out partying, like at a party bus or at the club, it's literally just shot, shot, shots and this and that, like just have fun for your birthday. It's a birthday song. So check it out. Anybody listening, cool. but congrats, but, uh, what do you got? What, what book you got this week? Uh, this week I have a book. Actually, I told you what I was going to do, but I decided to switch it up this time. You did switch it up. I did switch it up. Um, it's actually a book that I just read for the second time because actually I read it this week because I was working on, again, like my mindset, the mindset and yeah. the growth stuff. Ooh, which one is um, it? It's called uh, Willpower Doesn't Work by Ooh. Benjamin Hardy. Hmm. So I don't know if you read it before. Um, I have not. I've know. heard of it, though. But yeah, no, I have it. It's awesome. And like, I forgot how much I liked the book from the first time I read it. So essentially, he goes into, I mean, the, the book is actually really scientific. It goes a lot into like the psychology of how we as people rely so much on ourselves alone to accomplish these huge tasks and how we don't really give enough credit to the power of like having accountability through other people or more so like how our environment really controls our our actions very uh, subliminally so like he goes into all these studies that have been done on people for like um, like, for example, like a smoker, he goes into an example of like how if you're able to change uh, or he calls it engineering your environment so that you can react differently. So if you're like a smoker, let's say, and let's say mm-hmm. you're supposed to be at work at 8 a.m. every day and you get in there at 750 because you want to have your cigarette. And, you know, so tip, it's it's almost like a habit at that point. Well, it is mm-hmm. a habit at that yeah. point. So what you're saying is like once you realize that that's what you're doing, 
then there's so many things you can change about the environment so that you're not triggered to just do that automatically like you normally would. So if I want to quit smoking and I'm that person, I would, let's say I come in through the front door when I do that, just seeing that front door coming into the it building, hits it hits your brain and yeah. it's like, oh, well, now I'm supposed to smoke. So it's these triggers and these little steps that make you do these things. Yeah. So you can change that up and go park on the side of the building or like rather than giving yourself that extra 10 minutes to smoke, mm -hmm. just get there right at eight o'clock or just don't give yourself enough time so that you want to smoke. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, it's 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 really uh, heavy on studies and science, but it's not like hard to understand. Mm -hmm. He puts everything in a really practical sense. Mm -hmm. And I like how he just references a ton of, of science on, again, the psychology of how we're really not that as strong as we are. As For we think sure, we are. yeah. For and sure. so really, um, you know, we're not so much a, a product of our nature so would, would it go into like how you are who you hang with type two this is yeah he does talk about that i mean and he also talks about having like um i forgot how he put it but essentially like not like i don't know if you ever heard the term like burning the boats uh -uh. um so it's essentially he goes into the story of like back i don't know it was hundreds of years ago there was supposed to be some story of of some uh war that was going on in the general uh rather than uh than giving his 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 army any options mm -hmm. he burned his own boats so that they had to win that war because they had no options hmm. and so there's a term now it's called burning the boats and i've heard it before yeah, but yeah. it's basically it's like forcing yourself to perform at the highest level that you possibly can because basically he says a lot of people just tr take things e too easy mm -hmm. or they give them they give themselves the easy way out or lots of um options to to do what they don't want to do so for example like if if uh if you know you have a bad habit of eating ice cream at midnight um don't buy the ice cream. You know, yeah, so it's, like, yeah. it's like these simple things yeah. that you, you, but let's say you did have it or something for whatever reason, you had something that, that is tempting you. Uh, he's saying rather than tell yourself, oh, well, I'm not going to eat junk food at night. You tell yourself specifically and even writing it down is more powerful. Like I don't want to eat ice cream. So if I have the temptation to eat ice cream, I will instead drink a a glass of water so you have very specific actions for very mm. specific scenarios so re making sure you replace the right. bad habit with the and good i probably one. not explain that well because honestly the, the book isn't even that long uh but he just packs it with so much information mm. and that's why i read it the second time because yeah i remember and even this time i took notes yeah and yeah. so i again like i said that kind of went with my theme for this week for what yeah, i was yeah. working on with and myself it, and it's important to basically like what you said like re i i'm a big believer that you should probably read whatever books want like like i said the think and grow rich book right. that's the first book i listen to every beginning of january like i have to start the year with that book um it's a 10 hour 11 hour book or whatever but you know I, after like sometime in january i'm done with it and and it's it, so and, and i still pick up stuff even after all these years i still pick up a thing that i missed before so i'm i'm proud of you man that, that's good yeah, man it's it's awesome like i said i i um i might read it again this week just to kind yeah, of like yeah. said, just to get it really because that's kind of i, I really feel that's going to be my focus going forward yeah um a mind, lot of mindset stuff yeah. uh because i really do feel that you know you and i are both big believers in the law of attraction so oh, yeah. i really feel like if i get my mind right and i get around the right people yeah and things are gonna just fall yeah no and, and i that that's a good pick i always tell people it's like and i'm sure you've heard this before but i kind of put my own twist like if you hang out with five crackheads you're gonna be the sixth it's one right. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the opposite if you hang out with five millionaires you're gonna be the sixth one so yeah. you choose you want to be a cracker or a millionaire? <laughs> so yeah but, uh, willpower doesn't work by benjamin hardy nice all right cool well who do we have today man we have a special we guest today Rebecca bring her in let's go <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We're back. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I interrupt you earlier? That was, that was pretty good, right? That was a good one. But we saw Billy the Kid and then Dan and then what do we have in the building, man? And let him know. Introduce yourself. Go ahead. I'm Rebecca Schmitz. I am the owner of 517 Properties. Uh, also, my website is the overall REI gal. And that's where you can see pretty much everything I do. Flips, rentals, short-term rentals, all that kind of fun stuff. All right. Awesome, awesome. And so let's take it back. I, I want to take it back before these big things that you're doing. Um, how, like, where did you start? Or where are you from? Let's start there. Where are you from? I'm technically right from this city. So Lincoln, Nebraska okay. and the surrounding towns. So like I grew up in Lincoln and Douglas and Firth and Roca. These are all places within about 20 minutes or so depending on how fast you're going. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit more. Um, but that's where I grew up. Um, and then once I graduated, I spent a year as a nanny on the East Coast because I, you know, you had to get out of your hometown. Yeah. Um, when 9-11 happened, I got into the service. I was married at the same time. What branch? It was Army. Army, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of did all that. And then I was always trying to get out of here. And just life circumstances always kind of brought me back in. I uh, went through a divorce uh, back in 2012. And that brought me here and working three jobs. And I was trying, I just got my three real jobs. estate license, right? Oh, wow. So I was like, I didn't how, know anybody. How did point. you, how, like, why real estate? Like, why did you choose the license? Okay. So originally um, I was going to, was planning on moving to Colorado. So uh, we were going to be stationed Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to become an agent. I've always wanted to be a real estate agent. I love, I love houses. Ever since mm -hmm. I was like, you know, <laughs> like this, I watch um, this old house. Oh, I love, oh, I love that show. Like I actually watched an old episode where they went to the Kohler factory when they were pulling out those raspberry. <laughs> like they're like, these are our new line. I'm like, wow, this is an old so <laughs> um, but no, I always knew that I loved houses and I thought, okay, well, someday maybe I'll fix them up. But for right now, I'll be an agent. Wait, and, and how old are you then? Uh, I started watching about the time I was, gosh, I think I remember watching the first episode was about eight or nine, maybe. I have never known of a child seriously, that watches that seriously. show. Wow. Well, and that's ask what I was going to ask. how many channels we got. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that, that was like a PBS was... thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. It was. So we got PBS and we got... Fox 42. Right, right after Sesame was, Street. I was watching, watching this Rugrats, bro. That's what I was watching. <laughs> you had that so, cable, though. And, and that leads me to that question I was going to ask. Was it, like, was your family part, like, did they do real estate that it got your attention to, or? Yeah, actually, it was kind of interesting because um, when I was nine years old, my dad bought a foreclosure out in Firth. Mm. It was a 2-1 built in 1900. Oh, wow. Just this little box, no garage, nothing, crawl space. And he bought for $20,000. And my mother was kind of like, what did you do? Right? <laughs> so, oh, don't worry, I'm going to fix it up. So I would go off my dad on the weekends because we bought it. And we worked on it for about four months before we actually moved in. Hmm. And we ended up adding an addition at some point. We paid somebody to do that part. But I remember going with my dad and we did all the tear out. We're tearing the old carpet out. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, my dad's doing the plumbing and I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a plumber. And he's like, okay, let's go to the crawl space. We got to do the underside. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and then there was cobwebs and spiders. And I realized, oh, I don't really want to be a plumber. <laughs> this isn't my thing. And so, you know, I'm like the whole time I'm like this and trying to Are you scared of mice? Oh, no, I'm not. It's just spiders, man. See, I don't understand that. I like if you if you put a mice or a, or a 
or a spider, I'll go with the spider for sure. Oh, heck no. <laughs> All the money in the world, my dad and I just had this conversation. He goes, would you stick your hand into a jar of spiders, like, oh. for five minutes? Well, if for, you put it that way. <laughs> and I was like, not all the money in the world. Right, right. No, sorry, sorry guys. Anyone out there, I'm not going to do it. Not all the money in the world. I, I have, I had drawn the line. Um, but no, we're gonna have a fear factor episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's just it. Just started there, you know. I started seeing like, whoa, because when we first got it, I was like, oh my gosh, you're taking away me away from my friends. Yeah. And how old were you at this? I was nine. Oh, okay. So I wow. like just turned nine, and I was really angry at my parents mm -hmm. at this point. But mm -hmm. I got into it. I uh, helped them out. And they were just something that sparked in me. And then I started really watching these, this old house with my dad. And I really loved it. And it always stuck with me because then the next house they bought when I was uh, 17 was another foreclosure auction kind of thing. And it was um, a lady who lived there till she was like 95, was a chain smoker. They got like the walls, you know, they're like that yellow, mustard, yeah, yeah, yellow yeah. kind of. Yeah. Right? You just, I just had white to the trim and you got the yellow paint. Oh, good. you know what? That wasn't cool at that point. It almost was. We were within a few years. Uh, yeah, no, I don't remember how many. Like, I don't know how many gallons of kills we used. I bet. Jeez. I don't know. So you got your license. Um, how did that go? So did you, yeah. is that your first thing then after the three? So you're still uh, so working three I, jobs? I got that. Mm -hmm. And within about two months of getting that, I was already working a job, got that. And then um, the, you know, things went down and I had to get another job to support my real estate because I was at a place that had a, was a really good place, but it charged you a lot per month. Mm. So I ended up working a job to cover the fees. So you got to pay to be an agent? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. You yeah. did it? I know they did the part people. of their uh, commission, yeah. Went, yeah, yeah. but I know like it was like a monthly thing. Right? Yeah. Oh, I, wow. was like, I was close to $500 a month at that wow. point. And I was like, oh, gosh, you know, I've got like yeah. I'm a single mom, you know, I got to like, you know, I got to provide. And, you know, I'm like living in my parents' house now in the basement, mm -hmm. 30 years old, playing World of Warcraft. Like, I was the stereotypical guy. Like, I'm just like, what's going on with my life, right? Did you have a party size? Bag of Doritos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was probably Cool Ranch. It's probably Cool Ranch. It's my favorite. Yeah, so I just I kind of knew it couldn't really get any worse at that point. I felt like boom, I'm just gonna work my way out of it. I ended up going on a dating site after like all this kind of like had dissipated and. Um, I found my husband now, and okay. he's the best thing ever. He's actually the reason I pursued. I put my license on hold after I went. Like I had it for three months active put it on inactive. Oh. And then um, a few years later, you know, I'm watching all the, I've been watching HGTV stuff mm -hmm. forever. Right. You know? And he's like, you know, I seen what you do because I did have a house in Texas, with my previous spouse mm -hmm. and I have fixed it up. And he's like, you could do really good things. You need to do this. It's like, okay, you can go do it. Like not you can do it, but you can monetarily, we can do this. Like you can go out there and pursue awesome. this. And I was like, Oh, it was like really exciting and yeah. really scary. You sure he didn't just want to be a stay at home dad. Oh, that's awesome. And so, so is that when, like, what did you do then? Did you, what, did you find a flip or a rental or like what, what okay, was your first so, step with that? Um, I actually was, I started a, um, an LLC with, it was supposed to be my older sister and then her best friend. And what happened is my, um, this is back in 2015, about, oh gosh, about June of 2015. And 
my sister got cold feet. She just freaked out. You know, we're only a few years after everything kind of went to crap. Mm -hmm. and, and the market was starting to get hot. But she decided to pull out and not do it. And I was like, well, this other gal's got the funds. I don't. I'm going to go with this other gal. Um, we did do one flip together. But it was like, this is before I knew about bigger pockets. This is before mm -hmm. I had Reverend Dad, Poor Dad. I was just like, or the I Minority knew. Report. No, like the it was, Minority it was Report. Before, it wasn't around before. Here. It's always gonna take a while. <laughs> so as you can tell, I was sunk. <laughs> so we, we did end up making. I think I made like five thousand dollars on that flip mm -hmm. after my split, and I was kind of like, oh man, I was there all the time. Well, how, how long did that take you? And like, what, what um, did that kind of look like? Okay, so that one was, uh, we purchased that for, I believe that one was, I want to say 90 grand. It was close to the country club area. And we put, uh, we put, I think, around 30 in and we sold it for uh, 150. So after all of our closing costs mm -hmm. and whatnot, um, it came to about, you know, 5,000. And so I was like, okay, well, this is okay, but I was doing all the work. And I was the agent on it and I didn't get commission because wow. I put that as part of my responsibilities. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, this this doesn't work for me because this is more of a, you know, all me doing it, you know, right. and it was supposed to be a 50-50. I mean, if you go in with like a silent partner and they're mm -hmm. just like giving you stuff, but that's not the way we had it structured. Yeah, we've been talking to Hamid about that lately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and I always tell people, it's like, you can't eat on my table if you don't bring something to the yes. table. You know, yes. and it's so true. It is so true. And so that's what um, we just decided it's not going to work out for us. And then I waited a few months and I, um, I was like, you know what? Let me talk to my banker. Let me see if I can do this by myself because now they can see it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? We like what you did with that. We're going to give you a test run. And so my dad actually still had to co-sign for me because, you mm -hmm. know, I'm coming out of a divorce still. Like, they, like, they, you know, they kill you for a few years after divorce. Right, right, right. Which so, I didn't know until my divorce. Yeah. Divorce, just being divorced, like, hurts your credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, you quit her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 200 points. Yeah, 200 points. It hurts. I was like, oh, hey, I was just at, like, 720 for the first time. I was like, Rrr. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, man, it's, a, it's oh, yeah. like kicking you when you're down already. Yeah, you really oh, I love my wife. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be messing with that. <laughs> so yeah no that's you know that's so i went out on my own i did my first two and it did take me a while because i was like i'm gonna do a lot of this myself um i found bigger pockets towards the middle of that year and it really started helping but um i only got two done that first year in 2016 with my new llc and I made about $22,000 that year. So did you fund them through the bank then? I did. And so what they did is they were doing, um, at that time, SBA was still backing those loans. So they did a 75% ARV. So at first, those who don't know, that's the appraised repair value, you know, or after repair value, mm -hmm. you know? So if I bought something for, we'll say like 100,000 and they're like, okay, we are actually, if I bought something for 75,000, and appraises out after I'm done with it for a hundred thousand, you know, I'm only gonna get 75,000. So I want it to go past right. that. So in those cases, I had a lot of sweat equity because I got like, I think 10,000 and 15,000 money back at closing. So I didn't mm -hmm. have to pay closing costs. It was all put into that, but I nice. very like, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for scraps of wood. I'm yeah. like, oh, hey, free <laughs> stuff. Let's see what I can do. But that's kind of your personality too, though. Like you like to just, uh, not no i mean like because i know part of like your whole deal with the flips that you do is like reusing or how do you what how do you you have a, a fancier way of, of putting it okay when you like repurpose things i guess yeah okay, like i'm repurposing i like to restore things yeah. so i like to give things a new home sometimes if i 
take something out. Like if I find a 1900s home that was updated in the 50s, some of those have some really cool retro fixtures, but they don't belong in the 1900s home. Mm -hmm. So I take them out and much to my husband's like chagrin, I'll bring them back and I'll keep them in our storage area slash basement dining room. I, I, actually, I didn't have a garage. And he's like, so you can never use these lights anywhere. And light fixtures kind of became my thing. I love them. They really bring it up. But I try to save and restore. If I find an old door and it just speaks to me and it's got like, you know, all the paints peeling and everything. I'm like, oh, I can fix that. Right. I can restore that thing. I can give it new life. So it's not necessarily just a financial thing. Yeah. It's, it's just like, I want to just like repurpose the actual, these and, and then the money kind of comes with it. Yeah. We were talking about it the other day where me and Dan were saying how not to overdo your flips too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, you know, I was telling him a story where I got in there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to rip this whole part house apart. <laughs> I'm going to put new, you know, HVAC, you know, and new windows, blah, blah, blah. Well, one of my guys with my construction business, he's like, Dude, these windows, he's like, give me, give me a day and I'll clean them up, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I come back and I'm like, okay, yeah. Can you do that to all of them? He's like, of course. So I didn't end up doing brand new windows and those windows were perfectly fine after he repaired oh, yeah. them. And we were just talking about yeah. that where it's easy you don't to have go to, down that rabbit hole yeah. and just do too much, mm -hmm. especially with flips. I mean, so you, you hold a lot more. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're renting something out, yeah. you, you don't put as much of that into yeah. it. Mm -hmm. When you're flipping, you got to be a lot be more. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You got to make it look like you. Right. And you know, I used to do that too. The very first one, we went made more money, but we like redid the electrical, we did all the plumbing, got a new roof on, you know, HVAC, like ever. I thought that every main mechanical because we're coming out of really the, the crisis right? yeah. in 2008 in order to have that those people who are doing flips they were always replacing all the main systems right so we were still stuck in that so in order to make that money i had to show i have all these new things but you're right in the past two years instead of getting windows you get your window cleaner on you're like Dang, those yeah yeah look better than the yeah. new ones right and, and it's like it's one of those retires as long as it works like mm -hmm. you know that because i even the hvac that's been my biggest thing even like with a flip that i did it I, I, and now looking back i'm like why did i even change them out and, and i my agent told me that like a bunch of people told me that but it was just older but they still worked so anyways you live and you, you learn yeah have you ever argued with an appraiser too and oh, like and like well I, I put in a new furnace and a new ac and they're like do you have a house i'm like yeah like is it expected to have hvac and ac i'm like yeah, yeah. it's like yeah so See, that's oh my normal God, seriously. you're not getting money you're not getting extra money for seriously all that's literally so what just, i got it, told so if it works they're like well it's good enough and, yeah. yeah and the same conversation yeah. actually came about and there was a fence that the neighbor owed that was uh, going in and they're like you need to fix that fence that's why it i'm like so a actually that's not even my fence mm -hmm. like why did that even uh, <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> that is crazy you're like okay i'm like so the new plumbing and the new electrical they're like no you're expected to have those yeah. things working and I'm like, well, shoot. Okay, so then I stopped doing that unless I absolutely had mm -hmm. to. So I started looking at it from, at first, I think when you first start doing flips, you're excited. You're like, right. oh, everything's going to be perfect. It's yeah. going to be awesome. And then you get this check and you're like, oh, wow, it's like 40000 And then you realize you got to pay back everybody. <laughs> and your credit Dan, cards. You're hurting like, Dan's, <laughs> Dan's tear. 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 <laughs> He's going to get a tatted. Yeah, no, I was like, I <laughs> <tatted."> <laughs> Yeah, you live and learn and because you want to figure out when you do those flips you know how do i make my money but how do i still give a good product because exactly. i don't want people that's to such find me. a hard thing thin to line. do yeah, yeah because thin line you right do there. want to give a good product mm -hmm. but you don't want to like just blow your whole budget, blow you know? your so, whole budget. Mm -hmm. so do you think 
that's something that, like you said, that comes with experience or? I think so. Because, you know, when we go to like the meetups and everything, you hear people and what they're going to do. And I even on our Facebook site, she'll be like, oh, I, I need a new furnace and a new AC. I'm like, why don't you just offer a one-year warranty? Mm -hmm. If it clean it, service it, add the warranty, boom. That's money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Especially right now when people are not doing, you know, a lot of people are not doing the inspections, right? right. And they're mm -hmm. buying them as is. And I always think, do I want these people to find me? Because they can find me online in yeah. 10 years and be like, uh, yeah, so we saw what you did and <laughs> you did this instead of that. And I'm like, I never want that to be the case. I yeah. want people to love it yeah. and stay in it. But really, it goes back to I see a lot of new people and they go overboard, you know, and I did that, too. And I think it comes with the excitement. Mm -hmm. And I think it really comes. So some people who are doing this part of passion, that's going to be a problem. And the people who come in as a business are usually the people who have no problems, yeah. but also they're not getting top dollar either. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like this fine line, you know? Mm -hmm. Because if you say, hey, I'm using the same exact paint on every room and every mm -hmm. floor and everything I ever do, and it's all the same, it's all the same. Well, guess what? That's what all the new builders are doing too. Yeah. It doesn't really differentiate you. Right. And it, and I do know people who do that. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, like, that's just a different model yeah. and it works for them. And it like, works for them. Like I said, like you're, you're, you're not going to get top dollar for that. Okay. But you're probably able to get in and get out a yeah. lot quicker than I than I could or you could. Yeah. I mean, especially you, because you really uh, like specialize in your stuff. I'll stay too, too long. Too long. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, but for me, like I said, I think we're similar in, in, in the sense that we want to provide such a great product for mm -hmm. people. And we want it to just be like gorgeous, mm -hmm. but also good quality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you obviously you pay on the front end for that. And you, I think you, we could probably sell a house like that for more. Mm hmm. But really, at the end of the day, you've spent so much more anyway. So are you really making more money than that person that does the same yeah. paint anywhere? You know, like, yeah, yeah. it just exactly. depends. Have you, know? you yeah. ever done literally what I call the lipstick flip? Right. Meaning you go in there and all you do is change out the paint and the carpet. <laughs> I've planned to before, but it really and didn't work out that way. And dirty afterwards. You're like, oh, my gosh, I just did this. Right. I did that. And then I was like. That took me two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel dirty, but I, I love it. it <laughs> so you did that with a rent only recently, haven't you? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and actually, my uncle, it's funny that you say What's that. What's the address so that the people listen? <laughs> <laughs> in in, in Spanish, my, my uncle actually says the makeup. Like, he mm. says makeup, putting makeup on. Uh, and, and, and he says that overall, like in construction, he's like, you know, that's really all it is. You put makeup, make mm -hmm. it look nice and pretty, obviously. But yeah, those are nice. Those are the ones that are usually newer because obviously yeah. I'm not yeah. going to, I am not going to cover up. I think exactly. that's oh, yeah. unethically, it's oh, yeah, unethical for, sure. for people to cover up real problems oh, they know yeah, about. Yeah. Like once you know about it, you better be taking yeah, care yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Leaks or, yeah. And I, mean, yeah. I think that's unfortunate because there's people like us get a bad rap mm -hmm. because yeah. there are a lot oh, of. Yeah investors yep. out there yep. that do that people on the internet they're like oh you flip houses you're one of those you know yeah. jerks. and seriously they think you're the you worst person that. you yeah. definitely hear yeah. that and it's funny because if you look at like most of the flippers i think try their best you know what i mean you yeah. want you want to put that product out there so a lot of times you get a better quality house with a flipper than buying it from for sale by owner oh, you yeah. know or somebody that lived there or whatever um so you're licensed then so then you just gave it up then like What's your so mindset on that? Like, well, answer that first because okay. if, yeah, go ahead. So I actually, I, it can stay in the state of Nebraska. It mm -hmm. can stay inactive up to two years. You still have to okay. do your continuing ed. Um, I let that go for almost the two years. I reinstated it. I went with the place and I thought, okay, I'm going to be able to do this. And then I realized, um, and that was my first flip, that I'm trying to flip and I'm trying to be the agent. And it left this kind of 
it's kind of like it, it, most agents will understand. It's almost like a dual representation. Like I'm representing the buyer, I'm representing the seller, which is what happened. And I was the one who did the flip. Mm -hmm. And I thought, gosh, you know what? This puts a lot of, you know, you know, extra stuff mm -hmm. on me that could mm -hmm. go wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. Plus I'm still trying to find the other deals. And I thought, you know what? For a few thousand, I can literally take this off my plate. There won't be an emotion because I have literally before I did this for a few of my houses, I literally said no to an offer. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because they wanted me to fill in my ship lap lines. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I had ship lap. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Well, first, why would you fill that I in? I know, no. This was like one of, this is like my fourth or fifth one. And they're like, we love the house. Can you fill in these lines, these gaps? I'm like, but that's shiplap. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. <laughs> like and they literally <laughs> brought somebody over and said, oh, it's going to cost them like $6,000 to fix it. Jeez. And I was like, I'm sorry. Well, damn, how much shiplap did you use? <laughs> yeah, no, it was the, the whole house. The whole boat. The whole house and the whole boat. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Not going to lie. So they, they just didn't like it. And so I learned that, you know? Um, but yeah, so after that, so I was did, like, hold on. I, I want to know, did they end up coming back and buying it or no, no, <laughs> they walked away. They All right, go I ahead. got another offer at that same time. Nice. And well, that it was actually like a enjoy what she flashes. Yeah. And I was like, you know, actually I have another <laughs> offer. It wasn't even as good. Because yeah. that's the problem. I realized my emotions were into that. Like yeah. some people can do that. Some people can do it. I'm not. I'm an emotional person. Mm -hmm. I fall in love with my houses. You know that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, now I get to hear about all the things they don't like. And I did not like that. I needed that filter. Um, and so I started having different agents represent me because something clicked between listening to podcasts and everything. That's that pretty cool that you were that self-aware to know that, mm -hmm. hey, I am too attached to these. I need to step away. A lot of people would be like, I'm this is my baby. And yeah. I don't care what you know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't want to be that. I want to make sure that it was a good transaction and smooth. And the biggest part about that people don't don't understand is when you have other agents looking for you now you're getting more stuff brought to you mm -hmm. so that was kind of the thing it's so like, you went from not being competition with them basically yeah. okay. not competition plus they're going to bring me their off-market stuff mm -hmm. and that's what started happening it's kind of a fine line because you, you have those agents that you love right mm -hmm. and and I have a lot of really good friends who are agents and they all have different strengths and weaknesses and so what I ended up doing is like you know what hey I'm gonna like no holds barred. After I had an agent with me for about a year and a half, they started representing other people. And I realized that I wasn't their only person. And I felt like, man, I kind of want people to want me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to like try to sell myself to a realtor. So I started, you know, making lots of dates with realtors and be mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. If you can find me a house and it's off market and we get it at a good price, I'll let you represent me on the sell. So that was like, yeah. And that's when my business started to explode because all of a sudden I'm getting all these people calling Deals, me, okay, yeah. I got this house. I got this house. I need some work. I got this house. I need some work. It's not going to clear FHA. It's not going to clear VA. And so they're actually bringing it to me at that point. So what, what I've had people approach me before and ask me like, oh, do you, do you, do you work with an agent when you find houses? And I don't like, I love to just meet people, reach out to them directly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't really know that side of using an agent. Honestly, even on the selling side, I've, I've only used them once. But what do you look for when, when you're as an investor, you're looking to buy houses? What do you what type of traits or personality or whatever strengths, weaknesses do you look for? I guess you don't look for weaknesses. What do you look for in an agent that would be investor friendly? Um, I'm looking for uh 
On a person who is on a buy side, I'm looking for a really hungry agent because most of the selling agents I use, they're not buyer's agents, mm -hmm. right? And so on the selling side, I am looking for a person who has those little extras. Maybe they'll take my pictures. They're in social media. They have to be social media. They have to be advertising me. Um, and one of the things I like is having a person who's in a big brokerage that goes to all their meetings and that gets that word out earlier. There's some roles and stuff that goes on with mm -hmm. that, but I'm looking for a person who's not overly busy. I want a person who's been an agent for, um, on the sell side, they have to be an agent for at least five years usually to represent that. I've had some other ones, but it works better. I'm looking for a really good negotiator. The number one thing I'm looking for is I want a person who, when they're representing me, represents me well, they're a bulldog, but, at the end of the day, the person who's bringing the buying party, they want to take my agent out for drinks mm -hmm. because they negotiated without burning bridges. Mm -hmm. And you'll see a lot of agents will burn those bridges because they're a bulldog and they're going to get it. But at the end of the day, I want people to not avoid my listing because I'm represented by a person, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So, so what makes that agent a good negotiator what, what do you think oh you know it's kind of it's kind of difficult you know like there's people i'm i'm a good negotiator when it comes to food okay if we're gonna go out and i really want italian food and you really want chinese food i will make you want italian food <laughs> oh, i thought you I, were like negotiating but, the restaurant <laughs> <laughs> like, no no but you will at the end of the day you're like dang actually I'm, <laughs> you're right i do like want idea, right at the end of the day you're like you're to go with me but when it comes to like i said what comes in the houses it's different and so that's the agent i'm looking for i want them to come with the best interest interests but they're also going to do a give and take right? right so i want them to say hey you know what there's this cracked window they're over, they're gonna like overlook you know um there's some missing you know whatever there is or there's a crack in the cement outside mm -hmm. as long as you take care of this pain they're gonna buy it and i appreciate that right. so mm -hmm. i like the give and take um i don't want a person if that person's gonna say i'm gonna get everything for you and give nothing to the buyer they're gonna be a bad agent for you gotcha. so with having your license what are the pros and cons because we know a lot of agents that do the investing on the side or vice versa or they have a license just to do the investing, but they, they're more into the investing side. So if you could give me the pros and cons on that. Okay, so biggest pro obviously is MLS access, right? right? You get to go on there and I actually did let my license lapse this year, which I'm kind of kicking myself for because I'm about to move and to another state and I'm probably gonna actually pick my license <laughs> up again because I do miss that MLS. Yeah. Because what you'll find is, okay, so with the housing market is crazy, right? The moment something goes on there, Boom. Right. And I was expecting agents to do that for me, but they're so busy that mm. unless you're looking out for yourself, mm -hmm. really, yeah. as an investor, yeah. you're going to miss out. So I really miss that MLS listing. And plus, plus you get to go show yourself. Hey, I'm going to go show myself my house oh, yeah, whenever yeah. you want. And that's big pros. Um, cons are if you're thinking about like getting into wholesaling, that's going to be your biggest con because you're going to have a lot of brokerage issues a lot of um can you, you, know, can you explain real quick what wholesaling is okay so wholesaling would be like you everyone's seen the we buy houses and you know call uh, we buy ugly houses and so what usually happens is there's a person and they can be one in the same or they can be different it can mm -hmm. be a person and they usually don't have their license they're putting out flyers and they're 
calling their leads, they're setting up appointments, and then they get this house and they say, okay, guy, um, I'm going to buy your house for, you know, X amount, and I'm going to buy it from you, but I'll probably bring an investor to come look at it, or a set of investors who might purchase it from me. That is, is an assignable contract. So the person you're buying from it knows that, you know, they're going to have this house sold no matter what in the specified time. They need to sell it in a week, two, three, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so me is, let's pretend I'm the wholesaler. So I get it under contract. I get my list of all my buyers I have out there. And I say, hey, I've got a house at 123 Main Street. It's this much money. And this is how much it needs in work. And everyone's going to look at it this day. And so then I come back, you know, here's, here's the buyer. And they say, okay, I'm going to buy it from you. You bought it for a hundred thousand. I'm buying it for one ten. let's say. So the wholesaler sells the contract to the person who's actually buying the house. And so that wholesaler at closing is going to get a check for $10,000. Now, this is where it becomes a problem because this can be considered a commission Um, It could also be like doing, if you're advertising for this house to find the buyer after you have it, it can be against a lot of real estate laws, fair housing laws. You can't pretend you're a real estate agent. You could be practicing real estate without a license and you will get a, a cease and desist from your local association. So now take it back, say... I am a realtor and on the side, I don't tell my broker or maybe my broker knows and the broker's the person who's in charge of all their agents. Now that broker gets a cut at closing. So if you're going and you're buying houses and you're selling houses and you're never giving a broker part of that, that can be a problem too. That can be a license law thing. So it it makes it difficult. There are ways to do it and some states have different ways of dealing with it. But it just creates this kind of, you know, what is it going to be? And then, as we know, real estate's immersive. You can be a Jack and Jill of all trades, or you can focus in on your one thing. Does it make more sense for you to have, you know, five flips going and not do wholesaling and not be doing all your flyers and everything? Mm-hmm. You're making your money. It's kind of, it depends on where you want to be. And some people can do a lot. And I think when you compare yourself, say, oh, I can be a wholesaler and I can be mm-hmm. a flipper and I can be a realtor and I can do all these things. Mm-hmm. You're going to burn out. Right. Yeah. You're going to burn out. There are people who can do that. They hustle. But really what it comes down to is you're you're playing with fire. Yeah. And I prefer not to do that. So I let my license lapse because I was starting to find some off-market deals and I wasn't wholesaling them. But I just didn't want there to be, you know, any conflicts there. So the majority of your deals, uh, how like how have you found them? Um, kind of everywhere. Um, word of mouth. I've had people talk to me on Facebook. I've had, you know, family members, friends tell me about, you know, somebody's, you know, the grandparents are going to assisted living. Um, I've had agents bring deals to me. I've bought for sale. You know, I've done the gambit. I've done seller financing, lease options whatever works and kind of just knowing how many you want to do is where you're at. So I hope that answers your question. What's the most you've done in a year? Uh, for point? flips? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and flips and just overall projects. Ooh, oh gosh. Actually, 2020 was my craziest year. Yeah, we hear that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy because everyone was throwing their deals at me. Right. Like, yeah. oh no, no one's going to buy anything. And so all of a sudden I was flush with properties. And I think... And some of them fell into 20 to 21, but I believe I did, let's see how many I did, 
three, four, four, five flips last year. And then I had some uh, hotels, which hotels would be like if I buy a house for a hundred thousand and I do nothing to it and I wait a few months because I bought it under market, then I put it back on the market for 130 and it might not be a lot. Mm. But yeah, and I did, I did. I did hotel, five. huh? Hotel. Oh. Hotel. I bought it for 100000 It was an okay deal. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And yeah, no, that's that's great. So it's just getting uh, creative. Yeah, basically. I think I did all together. I think I probably did about 10 different deals last year. Nice. And then, so you're more flipping than, do you, have you held any for rentals? Yes. And I've kind of... Um, I think everybody, when you're first doing this, like I didn't have anybody to tell me this. I was, you know, I feel like we're kind of the beginnings of the whole bigger pockets community. We all like, you know, we're the beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was just testing the waters. I bought a, a duplex a few years ago it was very bad. Um, I ended up selling that after holding it only for about a year and a half. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I want to keep any of these. And then I. Well, why I, didn't you want to keep them? Uh, Let's say due diligence. Let's just say that. Um, so, you, so, you, so you missed some stuff? That... <laughs> I missed a lot of stuff. I missed a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, and it was going to cost me. It cost me a lot of money. Uh, if you've ever heard of an estoppel, have you ever heard of an estoppel certificate? I, I, I want to say I have. I don't know what it is. Okay. I'm guessing you could probably explain it. So let me tell you guys. <laughs> okay, let me tell you this. If you are buying a rental that has renters in it and you get that rent roll says, oh yeah, everyone's current. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. No one's behind. Everything's yeah. great. And you go off of just full rent roll they send you and you don't have an estoppel certificate, you in trouble because that's what happened to me. I had like two tenants who hadn't paid in months. Oh wow. And so I was evicting two sets of tenants and one of them, uh, you know, called the city and got all this stuff because they didn't want to leave. Right. And if I had just requested an estoppel certificate, which I had no idea what that was, mm -hmm. it pretty much it says, hey, I want to see your bank account. You don't have to show me your things, but I want to actually That's see it's, okay, yeah. that I it's coming. That, yeah. So now you're certifying that they actually got the money where it came from. And you know that they're current because otherwise you're just, you know, somebody can be like, and that, that's work. obviously from the current owner that mm -hmm. you're supposed to get that from. The current owner. If you don't request that, they don't necessarily they don't give it to, to you. It. And it's really good. And everyone should really start requesting it because. So if you had requested it and let's say they lied about it it somehow mm -hmm. i could take them to then court, you take them to court. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you wouldn't have necessarily lost yeah so there was there was a lot and of course there was a lot of other extra damage that i didn't know about we're talking like termite damage uh, and plumbing yeah. and then the city when they came out when the upper tenant had called they're like oh by the way your paint's peeling now mind you i'm gonna block <laughs> and all the houses have peeling paint but i have of three course. months to get yeah. it done yep so yeah i was i was painting out there and scraping so did that kind of just leave a, a sour taste in your mouth it left a sour taste. Yeah. and then i just had like one renter after another and that one had bed bugs which i didn't I don't my first rental i had i had the whole thing i'm like i'm not doing this <laughs> i'm not doing this i'm not set to be a landlord i'm not doing this but you, you kind of get away from it's like you guys don't know but like after you have a baby you're like yeah i'm never doing that again right never. and then like you know, know right after you, you have the baby you're like you almost forget you forget almost yeah. everything but like after like a few years you're like yeah i can have another baby because yeah, yeah. you just forget right yeah. um it's kind of like that with rentals and i did make more mistakes i think we always make mistakes whether mm. it's a flip or whatever um but at one point i was up to about seven doors and then that was in 2019 and then i was like you know what i'm gonna transition some of these short term and then it's kind of like I'm 
everything happened at the same time. You know, it went from me going, man, this is the best year of my life to, you know what? Everything's crazy. Everything's turned upside down. What do I really want with my life? Mm -hmm. And then my husband's job that had been remote because of the pandemic said, oh, hey, by the way, you can permanently stay remote. And we're like, oh, wait, our whole 15 year plan has just changed on us. And this was in January of this year. Oh, Right. So it went from, okay, I'm going to have all these extra doors because my goal was to have um, 10 doors by the end of 2020, um, actually 2021. And it was like, oh, wait, I can move. I can do whatever I want. And I'm like reading books on, you know, long distance real estate investing. Um, But I didn't want to do it. Like it just, it was out of my comfort zone to do something like that and not be close by. Mm -hmm. And that works for some people. They're like really like they're numbers people. Mm -hmm. I'm a heart person. So I got to be like close by. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sell off my, Mm -hmm. my portfolio here. I'm going to sell off my portfolio. I'm going to sell off my short-term rentals, which at the time we were having this regulation that was on hold um, during the pandemic. And I knew it was going to start back up. And so pretty much what happened is I had, you know, flips going, short-term rentals, and I did have some long-term rentals, like regular single-family homes. Um, and then I do have one more conversion duplex that's a lease option. Nice. Um, I sold everything except my lease option and one of my single, uh, two of my single-family homes right now. Uh, one just kind of, I don't know what I'm going to do with that right <laughs> now. You guys know about that one. Um, and that's where I just, I kind of sold everything off. We, we started shopping states i guess and uh we we had some stuff that we wanted and i go you know what you know what really makes my heart sing after about uh, two years of having short-term rentals i realized i like short-term rentals way better than flips because Mm. i actually got to bring them up to the nines and people enjoyed that and i got to hear their feedback that's that's a huge benefit to short-term rentals because Mm -hmm. it's almost like hybrid between a flip and a rental because yes. i mean obviously you're renting mm-hmm. it but you also have to make it look really nice yeah. and it has to be great quality because it's getting used yes. constantly you know yeah. yes uh, but what's also nice about it is that it gets cleaned out all the time yeah. so okay. the maintenance on it is really great um but uh before we get into that real quick mm-hmm. when you do the flips because I, I, I want you kind of speak a little bit more to your actual approach when you have a flip i know you like to do small town yeah like stuff which i terrifies me like i'm not a small town guy <laughs> And I did one, and you know how that worked. Like, it, it, <laughs> it I basically, didn't <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> so, you, you got some collector's cans. Yeah, right? yeah, I got, I got, I got some cool Holly Davidson cans. It was like a hoarder that was. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you saw it was great. bad. But so, like, most people run away from those, you know, 120 year old houses, but you just like run, you're like the firefighter of those houses. Like, you just want to save them. Like, what is it about them? And, and then when you get it, what makes it special once you're ready to sell it? Oh, gosh. Okay. So, like, some people, you know, like, and I have a dog, so I love dogs. This is, like, if you're a pet person, like, you know when you go to the pound and you see all the dogs and, like, your parents tell you can only have one. You want all <laughs> yeah. of them, right? You know, but the city's like, yeah, you can only have three. <laughs> right? But you want all of them. And I start, like, when I drive, I really have to be the driver because what happens is I'm like, oh, I want that one and that one and that one. And I just want to like hug them. Like I, I feel bad. They like look at me and they're like, save me, save me. And I just like want to like, I want to like tree huggers, but I want to hug the house. Sometimes I'm like, it's okay, baby. You need an HGTV show called House Huggers. House Huggers. House huggers. <laughs> I do. I like, I like sometimes I'm like, I'll, like the mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, it's funny too, because when I see a house I like, um, so small towns, I was, you know, raised in small mm-hmm. towns and forever small towns been dwindling and dwindling in population because, you know, people move to big cities. That's where they had to go. But because of the internet, people, even mm-hmm. before the pandemic, 
they can work from anywhere if they have those jobs. And so I started noticing, you know, we have some of, you know, Hickman, obviously, um, Firth, all these small towns have started booming in the past like 10, 15 years. And Douglas is a place I lived from the time I was like, I don't remember, I was like three to almost five or I was five. Um, and I do actually have all these memories, right? And this town, when the school closed in the 80s, the elementary, the town just kind of like, and it was just kind of like a ghost town. Like the old people stayed there till they died. There wasn't a whole lot of new people coming in. And then I got this tip from one of my roofers. He's like, hey, my mom owns this place at Douglas. She bought it, you know, a few years ago. She was going to fix it up, but it's a lot of work. And at this point, the most I've done is like redone like some electrical boxes, maybe like the plumbing and mm -hmm. some bad roofs, taking a wall down, you know. Honestly, peanuts compared to this house. I get there <laughs> and this house is like, it's straight. Okay, it's straight. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's straight. It's missing a few windows. Um, there's a hole in the roof on one side, and um, the addition, I think it was their bathroom, had like completely fallen in in the back. Wow. And she's like, yeah, it's been like abandoned for 15 years, and it's on a crawl space. And I go inside, and I'm like, right? Did you hug it? I, like, I saw the wood floors. <laughs> I saw the wood floors in the living room. I'm like, and at that point, I was like, I need to save this house. Like, I need to save this house. I bought that for $9,000. $9,000? Yeah. Is, yeah, $9,000. Wow. Don't even ask me how. I'm not going to tell you how much I put into that house. Um, I, I did sell it for uh, $200,000. Wow. $205,000, I think. Um, but I pulled a lot of money. That was a brand new house when I was done. Yeah. It was down to the studs. So, but I loved it because that was a house that was going to die. You know, the house is going to die. And I want like, you know, if just a few of these houses people actually put some pride into, mm -hmm. I could bring this town back. There's some people who really love this town. I could bring in the town. Like, people, townspeople, they drive by. They'd be waving at me. <laughs> and I'd wave back. Or sometimes I just wave at them. I, I noticed the same know? thing when I had a house in a small town. Yeah. I had neighbors come by and uh -huh. they were actually like thanking me. Like, yeah. for, like at the time I was planning to do kind yeah. of what you were talking about. Um, but I actually ended up selling it to a guy who owns a construction business who was able to do what I was going to do a lot Yay, cheaper. Yeah. And so the part of the agreement was that you just don't demolish the house. Just yes. Like renovate it, you know? Oh yeah, so, so I have to go buy and check it out. <laughs> he actually uh, sent me an, uh, a DM on Instagram a while back. Uh -huh. And he's like, hey dude, look, we got it down to the studs. And we're, I mean, so I should go check it out. But yeah, but it was cool because the neighbors would come by and just like, oh, I'm so glad. Like this house is obviously been an eyesore, but yeah. uh, but they obviously want it to, yes. to just come back to life. What, uh, what style was this house? Oh, so this was actually like a farmhouse. And actually, of course, great, because, you know, farmhouse is oh, totally yeah, in. Huge, this yeah. was like, <laughs> like two and a half years ago when I started on this thing. Um, so it was moved from its original. It was a farmhouse. It was a farmhouse. And then they moved that house into the town in the 70s is what I was told. So it was the only redeeming quality. Because if they hadn't, the house needs to be shored up to move. Mm. So it was put on a new, you know. All, all the stuff was straight. So you go in this house and you think you're going to do, you know what I'm talking about. You think you're going to do this? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is straight as <laughs> some house built in the 50s, right? You know, so that was the redeeming quality about that. And it just, I love bringing new life back into mm -hmm. these houses. It, it, it fills my soul. Because before I was like, I went from three jobs down to one job and I went to that to an office job and I was working 40 plus hours a week and I thought I made it. I'm white collar now. And then I realized 
white collar wasn't me. I'm blue collar. I love like getting my hands dirty. Yeah, I love, yeah. I mean, I love going to the supermarket and having like some old lady you look at what? me and be like, you got something on your face. Like, I got something all over me. I don't, I don't think a lot of white collar people wear or watch uh, this old house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, so like, that, that's the thing is like, I got joy. I get joy. Like when other flippers flip something and they keep those like original things. Cause I do, I like DM people. I'm like, I will kill you if you throw up. Mm-hmm. that picture i will literally come there and take it off your hands <laughs> please don't throw it out so i remember when you were talking i think you were talking to me about that douglas project and i don't know if you ever ended up doing it but you had mentioned making like a custom like book for the people that were gonna buy did you ever do that uh, i sort of did yeah i i wasn't that, that, Awesome, awesome marketing. Can yeah. you talk about that? Because I feel anyone who wants to flip out, and I've been telling myself I should do that, mm-hmm. but I never do. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this is a great idea. You just, just talk about it. Okay. So, and I didn't do this like completely, like how I was going to, but I did do it. But the goal for me is to get like a binder, a three ring binder. Mm-hmm. And I'd started on this and I kept a lid. This is when I was still buying one gallon ones. So I kept the lid that has, you know, where it's from, what colors, all that stuff. And then I put that like in a little plastic binder part of there and then be like okay this is your living room okay or living room trim right and then be like oh by the way um uh, this was done to this room and this was done and here's your plants you know here's what was planted here um here are you have original wood floors they've been refinished sometimes like um, in this case i actually was like okay just use wood floor cleaner mm-hmm. um but i told them Pretty much everything they would need to know, like if your flooring goes like out. Like a user manual like, to the house. Yeah. That's awesome. And I like to give them a little story. Yeah. Like I started, I did keep to the story. So I have kept to the stories with a few of the houses, like not all of them, because sometimes, sometimes I buy a house just because I'm like, okay, I kind of like this house and I, I get into it. I'm like, okay, well, I still like it. But the houses that I like really fall in love with, those people get a letter from me because I'm like, okay, this is why I bought the house. This is what I did. I hope you love it as much as I did. Nice. And, you know, um, and it's been really fun. I've gotten a few letters from other people. I think what I love about that. So I went to school with, and it was for business, but I minored in marketing. And I, as I've been doing this stuff, I've realized that I really do enjoy marketing. And when you told me that, I was like, that is freaking genius. Yeah, it's for, amazing. Not, not only so much that, you know, you give the buyers such a cool experience and buying it like you've you've created a story like you said yeah. on this house but also what i thought was what i thought was cool too was most likely those people will have like a housewarming party yeah <laughs> and what do you think they're gonna have yeah, they're yeah. gonna have your binder your yeah. book with i'm hoping you put your like information in there you know like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. well that, that takes down the whole edit this out well no no but so, okay so okay so maybe going forward but like if it was me mm-hmm. putting my marketing hat on i would do everything you did uh-huh. And then have like a headshot of me, like, hey, my name is Dan, blah, blah. This that's is Dan, creepy, Dan. put the that, story. That's creepy. Did you say that's creepy? <laughs> but, no, but, like, but I want you to see, like, hey, this, there's a person behind it. Right, it's right, not right. just like, hey, we have this, this is the palette that we use for color. Like, there, you know, there was a lot of thought and intention yes. behind it. And especially nowadays with the HGTVs and the DIY channels and all that, people want more than just four walls and yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. The story. So you're welcome for that tip. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And you are right about that. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. When you do something, it doesn't even cost that much to add those little pops. Yeah, it just exactly. takes a little bit manpower to like redesign. Mm-hmm. And I like to take my houses and keep them in the style of the house, but update them. Okay. Right. So I'm not going to have like, guess what? You're going to work by candlelight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I do. I'm like, you know, shiplap wall, wallpaper wall. No electricity Maybe for you. No electricity for you though. You have shipwreck, but there's no electricity. But you know, it's just, I think if people would start flipping in the mind of, let me take this timeless design 
keep it timeless, but just add some pops, mm -hmm. it will be timeless for a long time. Yeah. And it will be something that everyone wants because people want to feel like when they come home, like this is my Zen. This mm -hmm. is my happy place. This is where I'm comfortable. I don't want just four walls. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that's where women in particular in this business do such a mm -hmm. great job at men. Like we don't think that way. We don't mm -hmm. have those like thoughts. We don't, we don't think that deeply into it. We want to get in, get out. We think about the numbers, you know? But like women are just like, well, how are you going to feel when you walk in here? Like, yeah. I don't give a damn about how you're going to feel. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so it's like, I mean, I do, but I don't as much, you know? So I think that's really great. And I, and I, and I, you and I have talked about partnering up on stuff because yeah. I, I would love to like oh, yeah. do the numbers and do the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then you tell me about the feelings because that would be, <laughs> you, you tell know? me about the feelings. <laughs> because that, I mean, and typically like, you know, people that buy houses are like some kind of couple or something like that. And at the end of the day, the wife is probably the one that's going to make that decision, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's a And how, how do you, so based on what you've done, what what do you think is because I, we hear a lot you know where it's like oh okay so in perfect example what you were saying that you're moving out you know doing other things mm -hmm. out in another market is it how has it been with your experience going out of town and doing these flips like do they sell fast do they take longer than like demand? the big city i mean i wonder about the demand oh, yeah i have had so many people ask me hey do you have another house in Douglas coming out. Oh, wow. wow. You would not believe it. People want to live in small towns. They yeah. want to get away from the from, city. From the city. Mm -hmm. They want their kids, especially with the pandemic. Yeah. There was so many people. I had a video done for my second Douglas house. Um, it was a reveal. Mm. I had no, I was like, I'm not going to, I don't know. I mean, this was the owner who said, hey, I really want to reveal. I go, wow. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have my photographer do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we did that and that brought even more people to my page and everyone's like, do you have a house in Bennett? Do you have a house in Palmyra? Do you have, tell me when you have a place. And I didn't have any more houses. Mm -hmm. And the hardest part is getting the workers to come out. You know, yeah. because people are like, where's it at? You might as well yeah. tell them it's in Texas, you know? Yeah. So that was the most difficult part was finding people to come out about 30 minutes from there. So you have all these amazing things that you're doing that you've done. What's next? Oh man, I have I haven't really let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. But I am moving to Arkansas, which everyone knows. Um, I'm moving out to a place called Fairfield Bay. It's a resort town. Um, it is about three hours south of Branson, Missouri, to kind of get people an idea. It's off of this huge lake. It's actually the fifth cleanest lake in America, supposedly, um, from what I got <laughs> in my research. But that was drawing me in because I wanted to buy some houses for, you know, vacationers. And I was looking at the Branson market and currently I'm still waiting for this whole deal to go through. But I do have um, a contract pending on a nine unit motel in Branson, which is completely, as we know, is outside my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. But it's it's an older motel. It's right off of the lake. It's part of a bigger resort and the uh, owner retired, sold it to another person. And that person uses 1031. So my realtor said, hey, I know you're looking at condos. However, how about this motel? The owner's going to do financing. You only have to put 10% down. And wow. I was like, mm. show me this motel. Mm -hmm. So it's nine units. Uh, eight ones are one bedroom, one bath. And then there's a four, three. And it has its own little, like those old like 1960s pools, right? Mm. Right out front. And it's in working condition. And um I'm going to rename it to, <laughs> this is great. my last name is Schmitz, and I'm naming it Schmitz Creek. <laughs> nice. So, you watch that show? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's so, that's so funny. Yeah. So are you going to 
keep it a motel or is it going to be like short-term rentals? What are you going to do with it? it? Well, technically it runs off the same platforms. So the way this was purchased is it was divided up. So it's part of a resort and it still will stay part of this resort property manager who bought the bigger parcel so they could keep the slips there, which it's a whole thing I'm learning. Um, he said that anybody who uses him as property management, well, their guests will have access to the entire resort, oh, including wow. the slips, the mm. swim, everything. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be living three hours from there. You know, yeah, it takes a little bit out, but everything's on like Expedia. And I don't know if they do the Airbnb, VRBO, but they do all like the booking.com and all those. It goes to a lot of sites. Plus you can direct book on their website as well. And this thing is like from the 60s, 70s, and 80s from what I can tell in this. So you're going to keep it that theme or? I'm, I'm going to keep it kind of like, you know, Shit's Creek, but updated. <laughs> okay. okay. So, but right now it was renting out. In its current condition, oh, it wow. is renting out. And people are actually giving it good reviews, which That's I'm like. crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. It's like, what? So, yeah, I will, you know, increase the rent. I'm going to burr this property. So, I'll hold it for about, I think I have 18-month contract on it. But that's what I'm doing. I have six condos under contract. I close next Wait, week. so you have this 90 <laughs> plus six condos. You haven't even seen them either. I haven't even seen them. I've never even done this. Yeah. Like, wow. wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've all six condos. Five of them are um, rented right now. So they've been have renters there for like five years each. Like all these are long term. And then one guy is just moving out. So that will be like a short term rental in the town that I live in. So I've got that going on. And then I'm also looking to do nurse housing in Little Rock. So I have a partner there that we may or may not pick up a few houses. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, nursing, I don't know. It's not a nursing home technically, but like, I uh, I listened to a Bigger Pockets episode where there was a guy I was talking about his model for that. And it's actually something that I really think is a great idea. And especially like in that area that you're doing that, it's something that I've kind of been looking, kind of thinking about myself for a while. And I'll probably, you know, have to put more thought into it because I mean, I know there's a whole sorts of regulations stuff with nursing home stuff. And it's kind of expensive to even yeah. maintain yeah. The, the licenses and the regulations and all that. But that's awesome. I mean, you're just getting into everything that you don't. You're not yeah. comfortable with, obviously. But I, I know, but I, I really, if you want to theme it, I'm really going hardcore into vacation rentals because yeah. the hospitality industry, I feel until Airbnb and VRBO, it was going down. It was less really about customer mm -hmm. service and more about just a place to stay. Seriously. And for me, I'm all about the hospitality. I can't wait for my people. I want to make it like perfect for them. I mm -hmm. want to bring back hospitality and customer service. And so I might do some flips here and there, but I'm really going to be focusing on, you know, short term, maybe even more motels in the future. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If anybody <laughs> wants to partner up with some motels, maybe you come down and let fix me it know, up. Let me you, know. Let me know. All right. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> well, no, that that's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, and I'm, quick, I'm sure before, you're going to do flips. I I, I can't guarantee uh, you're going to be doing flips. I know. I told there. him I wasn't guaranteed, but I don't know. Well, before we wrap it up, this, you've gone from, I don't know if I want to do this. And then, you know, your husband's like, do it. Like, you're yeah. good at it. When did that, wait, what year was that? Uh, that was 2015. So 15 to 21 now, and you're doing six yeah. condos, <laughs> a nine unit motel that you haven't even Killing seen. It. That's awesome. Like, I hope people really see that that's not a long time yeah. to make that type of growth. Yeah. What do you think has been like the leading charge, I guess, for you in that type of, that's really a lot of growth and not a lot, yeah. a lot of time. I like to push myself and um, I'm one of those people who I don't want to get stuck analyzing a deal. People are always like, well, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I go, just do it. 
just do it because it's like, again, I'm going to bring kids back in the situation. You know, it's never a good time to have a kid. Mm-hmm. You can wait from like, you'll be 20, you can be 40. You're never prepared. You never have enough money or enough time. Okay. Same way with this. Once you've done your numbers, don't do them 50,000 times. Jump in. You're going to learn something. Okay. We've all had our education now. What are you, a mm. master's PhD in flipping? <laughs> yeah. like, no, I'm not going to associate. I'm going to associate. No, but, but it's like fully paid for, right? It's fully paid yeah. for, right? But that's the thing is just jump in and do it. Don't just like, okay, you know, yeah, I'm buying some of these sight unseen, but I have done my due diligence to back it mm. up. So now it's just kind of like. Mm. So would you say that's like your probably biggest piece of advice for someone that's kind of stuck in this kind of like, I want to do this, but I don't know. Just do it. Do it. Nike, huh? do it and Just don't Nike. get rid of your day job right away. <laughs> Use that W2. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, do it. If you don't like it, say, hey, you know what? I really like, you know, investing in real estate. I got this money. I'm not going to do this anymore. Find somebody else. Go to a meetup. Meet another person say, hey, I've seen your flips. Let me invest in you. So you don't need to flip to mm-hmm. be a real estate investor. Yeah. You don't need to have them. You can provide the money and get a really good return. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to make sure the people you're investing in are vetted. But like anybody can invest. Anybody can do it. And, and we've but, said that a million times. Like the money doesn't yeah, really matter. The money comes if you have the deal. If you have the deal. The and, but you know, on the other mm-hmm. the other side of that coin, like, you could be that money. You yeah. know, so yeah, because there are a lot of people that have great paying W-2 jobs who, yeah. you know, maybe they're putting in 60 hours a week or whatever the case is. They just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, this is a great passive way to do it. And, and real quick, into it. I like to mention, like some people, they really do love their jobs. And for them, real estate is just a side gig. Right. And that's totally cool. Like even me. I will never stop working, even if I was financially secure for the right. rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I got to keep doing that. Yeah. But now I can do it for the community. Yeah. I can do other things. I can do Habitat for Humanity, but I got to like, I don't know, maybe I'm ADD or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I got to keep moving. And you can and see, and, and that's the thing. When you love what you do, it's like, it's not a job anymore. You know, and, and that's what I always tell people. Because even with me, like when, when I ended up leaving my job, they're like, oh, so you're not. And then, you know, whenever they see me that I'm busy, they're like, well, I thought I'm like, well, no, I'm like. I still gotta like, or I don't have to, but I love doing what I do. Like I really yeah. do, you know, running, yeah. running the businesses that I do my music. And and the thing is like, if you get it to, to become a, a well-oiled machine, mm-hmm. you don't have to have the physical ability to exactly. do that anymore. Now you're just kind of running or managing and overseeing mm-hmm. things. So you could be old and decrepit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, how many old decrepit billionaires are there? You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't, you don't have to be, physically able. yeah and, and don't compare yourself um if anything i would say like mm-hmm. if you haven't read gary keller's uh the one thing read it mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you don't you can only have one thing but get yourself focused in something and you can pick up side things but if you try to do a little bit of everything mm-hmm. yeah. which is where i see the new people and then they yeah. get frustrated and they yeah. stop yeah you don't have to do that you and, it, and it, that's probably one of the hardest things to learn is to let go and we've talked yeah. about a lot that, of it like, is like excitement too because you see there's so many different mm-hmm avenues you can go down with real estate and yeah. you want to take a little bit of all of them but you're yeah. right you know like you can't master anything if you're trying yeah. to do everything so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no i love it and uh we always ask our guests at the end of the show uh, a couple questions and i'm gonna ask you the question uh the first one is if you looked back when you were younger what would be some advice that you would give yourself oh um i would say believe in you 
doesn't matter what anybody else says. I know it sounds kind of like stereotypical, but um, I had like really super low self-confidence when I was younger. I was actually really quiet mm. and shy. Uh, I read a lot, so I, I don't have to tell myself to read a lot. That's funny because you are not quiet or shy. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, I, know, I know, I totally was, but I didn't believe in myself. I would read about these adventures and I never thought I could do that. I never believed in myself. So um, that's actually something that's happened through life circumstance. Mm -hmm. I would say between, you know, remarrying and this whole venture, I have the most confidence. Like, I feel like I really could do anything. It kind of goes back to what you guys were saying in your introduction, you know, get around the right people. Mm -hmm. Put yourself in the, you know, if you're around five millionaires, you're going to be the next one. Mm -hmm. or, or billionaires, right? <laughs> or that crackhead. You know, it's about mindset. And I, I wish I told myself is don't doubt yourself and just trust yourself. Awesome, love it. And if there was like a three-step formula of success, what is it? Oh gosh, a three-step formula for mm -hmm. success. Um, I would say it has to start with your support system. People, you have to have somebody, whether it's a friend, a spouse, a parent, a sister, a brother, whoever it is, you have to have that support system in place. Somebody who's gonna bring you up when you're gonna get down. Um, you have to you have to believe in yourself. You have to act. But I would say like act would be the third thing. You have yeah, to sure. act because you can talk about it for three years, five years, but if you never act. You know, it's crazy you say that because I, I just started listening. I mean, I've known about like Grant Cardone for a long time. And I was I didn't even realize he had a podcast. And so I started listening to it the other day and some guy called in and was talking about like all the like this deal that he's, he's like, I've got this deal. He just kept talking about it. And Cardone was like, are you going to like do something or are you just going to talk about it? And, and Cardone was like, just buy it. Just do it. Like, you're not going to regret it. You know? And I was I said, you're like a female Grant Cardone. So like, just do it. Just oh, have do you, it. 20 exit. <laughs> 20. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever given any, any thought to like mentoring women that are trying to get into this? I, I have actually. I'd actually thought about like doing a podcast just about, and it wasn't necessarily. I can show you how to do it. It wasn't going to be a real estate podcast, actually. It was going to be mostly for um, women in general who are entrepreneurs because cool. I feel like, um, I don't know. It, there's a lot of really strong female people out there, but if you wanted to say, okay, I want to find a woman mentor in the real estate business. Um, what, what yeah. are your thoughts? Right. How, exactly. Where are you going? Who are your, who are your top women? Joanna Gaines. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but she's a designer, right. right? Like you want like, you know, somebody with the, like the know-how and right. the money and, and wow, those things. And it's really hard to find it in the real estate world. And that's not saying that like, I appreciate guys and girls, but like sometimes it's harder for some women to talk to guys, even in this day and age, right? right. Like it, we feel more of a tribe. Like when the guys all go out, you have your tribe. When the girls all go out, we have our tribe right. and it's easy for us to open up. And I would love to start something where that's a great idea. Empower yeah. Do it. That. Stop thinking about it and do it. Well, I, I, I got to move first. I got to figure out how to use all this stuff. So. I got I to do it. I got to do it. I will do it. We'll, we'll be your first yeah. guest. Hold on. No, yeah. No, that it. yeah, it's weird. All right. I tried. <laughs> um, and then I got one more question for you. Um, if you were to write a book, what would be the title and the theme of it? Ooh, it would be the title would be um, House Hugger. House hugger. It's going to be house hugger now. And actually, <laughs> it would be about restoring old houses and pretty much not demoing them, right? Like mm. it would be how, giving people tips on how to love their old house, how to take care of it and how to fix it. 
Um, my, my biggest, biggest thing is have you guys ever gone into like a, like a 1920s Victorian and it looks really cool now. So you're like, yes, it's going to be awesome. And then you go inside and you're like, oh, I see you redid everything <laughs> in the seventies. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, it's like the, you know, things don't match right. and, and, and you lose your zen you lose your the feng shui of everything mm -hmm. and i would love for people to really embrace it and you know if you want a modern house buy a modern house right or find a house that was meant to be a modern yeah. house because it can be a lot cheaper to redo and you're going to feel more at peace that's awesome that i love how you have that neat that niche like you you know exactly sure. where yeah. you're gonna go oh, once yeah. you see the structure like nicole curtis is kind of like my idol i keep on like you know <laughs> hashtagging her and stuff but she doesn't say anything she, to me. <laughs> she probably thinks i'm a stalker kind of is. talking about hashtags where can people find you uh well people can find me um on facebook i'm 517 home designs uh on instagram i go by uh 517 home designs too it's 517 home designs and I have my website, which is the overall REI gal, which is like overalls with REI gal.com. And you can find me there. I'm going to be starting a TikTok. I do have a TikTok right now, but it's it's kind of in development. Um, I'm going to be going over the motel when I start working on it. Nice. So if any, if, if any of our listeners are and I'm kind of stealing this from bigger pockets because they do ask mm -hmm. this in the end, because I do think it's it's valuable. Uh, if any of our listeners are have what are you looking for how can people help you so okay. if anyone because i know you're kind of switching oh, modes yeah. now so what is yeah. something that if someone can reach out to you with something that you can use okay yeah what, what do you think um i'm definitely looking i'm always looking for private money but i'm really looking for like where i'm at i'm looking for people who want to build wealth uh with you know creative means like people who say hey you're doing short-term rentals I just want to provide you the money and I want to return. So like I'm looking for private money. I'm for sure, if anyone listens in Arkansas, uh, I'm looking for a new construction crew. I've already kind of started, you know, looking. Yeah, we, we might have to move over. Uh, no, I know. I'm just saying I need a construction crew now. You got what, 15? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm, um, that's what I'm really looking for. Um, you know, and then if anybody has like any questions and they're trying to start out, whether you're a guy or a girl, uh, you know, doesn't matter. And you want to ask me questions. That's totally cool. Awesome. No, it's been great. Uh, so follow her. Make sure, especially, I'm, I'm going to definitely follow that TikTok. I, I'm going to definitely be on top of that. I'm going to dancing moves. Oh, gosh. Oh, I dance like a white guy. These hips are I want to do a quick shout out to Yaya's Candy. We were, yeah. We've been smashing on this. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, make sure you guys subscribe to our uh, Instagram, the dot minority report podcast and then make sure you guys subscribe to youtube we're also Spotify, um, all that also working on our website oh, yeah. it'll be up sometime in july at this point nice uh, okay the minority report pod.com let's so get we'll it. have some some fun stuff on there that sounds good yeah yeah we yeah i won't spill the tea i was gonna yeah, get yeah. some news about yeah yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> doing big things with moguls out here let's get it <laughs> 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 Please don't segregate Dress in a suit I can't relate Minority report Can't ignore Being rich from poor And your credit score I had to please don't segregate Dress in a suit I can't relate Minority report Can't ignore Being rich from poor And your credit score I like